Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the B-Team Podcast. As always, they are live on the Jackrabbit Illustrated Facebook and Twitter. We are also live on the FCS Fans Nation YouTube for the fans, by the fans. Beyond that, you can catch the show if you don't catch it live anywhere you get your favorite podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere in between. As always, the B-Team is brought to you by our title sponsor, Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. If you need a tractor, utility vehicle, construction equipment, zero-turn motors, parts, service, and more, there's always a Kubota dealer near you with eight locations across the great state of South Dakota. Stop in today and get yourself into some orange equipment. We would also like to take a moment to thank our segment sponsors, Culver's, Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Cubby's Sports Bar and Grill. And now, B-Team Mafia, the time's arrived. Here's Ben, Chad, and Brendan. B-Team Mafia, we are back. It is Marker Week. And we have our special friend and guest, Matt Frazy from the Big Boy Pod, joining us per tradition. So very excited to have you, Matt. Thank you for joining us from all the way down in Tejas. You know, it's rare that I'm uh, further south than you, gentlemen, but uh, on Marker <laughs> Week, it just feels wrong, to be honest. Uh, but thanks for having me on, guys. This has become a fun tradition that I talk to my wife, Allison, every year about I go She's like, you do other things with other pods? I'm like, oh, the Jackrabbit one, I hope, is always a guarantee because it's fun to jump on with you great folks. And I don't know what I got to do to get a character caricature on one of these episodes, but that <laughs> intro, ooh, every time I see it, just outstanding. So you know, thanks for having me on. I'm on the music a little bit to start with, but it's really grown on me. So it's, it's pretty- Yeah, that intro was, was outstanding. I know you put a lot of work into this, Chad. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. This can be fun. That that yeah. one was Brendan though. He gets full credit. Brendan and, and yeah. the, uh, the other guy here. I guess yeah. he's on this side. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to my sister about the caricature for you. She's the one who put that uh, info or put that graphic together. So maybe well Ben done. could whip up something in in Sand Surf and do a GIAI <laughs> with your name under it. <laughs> uh, He'll put at least ten seconds of effort into it. It's going to be really just. There you go. Let uh, AI. Post- let AI do the work. <laughs> he uses AI at all. <laughs> I didn't for the title slide. Now I'm going to. What you didn't? Nobody could <laughs> tell. No, the most that wasn't AI. Title slide. Are you sure? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I was so surprised. Dear AI, make me a title slide that looks like it's from Wish.com. It's <laughs> not even. That's mean to Wish. That's like. If, I don't even know. If, like it's from a typewriter, a big typewriter. Oh, it wasn't typewriter. It wasn't speaking of wish.com. Okay. I feel like we faced the wish.com version of the USD coyotes last Ooh. week. No, uh, they considering, were for considering they're very good. Well, I'm just saying they've looked a lot better this year. They did not look very good against us, but um I think as, as other people have talked. That's just how good the Jacks are this year. Um, you know, some things went wrong for USD. You know, I think the huge, there was an interception right before half, which turned into three points for us, whereas it could have been three points or more for them. Um, that was massive, a massive swing in the game and had to just be a kick in the gut for them, especially after the first quarter they had. 
to then go down 17 to three going into half. Um, and then it, they were just looked demoralized coming out in the second half and SDSU just kind of took over from there. So, um, yeah, overall, obviously a convincing victory set 37 to three. Um, I was watching the game of shenanigans with some people and I said, the best part about this isn't that we won, but just that we stomped on their hearts and hopes and dreams. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, cause they had aspirations of being number one in the country and now it's not going to happen. And now they got to face a tough SIU team and a tough UND team. And uh, we'll see where they go from here. But yeah, overall awesome Saturday. And uh, I don't know that game, Outside of the first quarter, it couldn't have gone much better. I mean, to all right, so to quote a line that I just saw tonight from the beat writer of the hockey team I follow, uh, the first couple drives were uglier than a pair of bowling shoes on the <laughs> offense, which was weird because uh, Mark and the boys, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, they don't get overamped. They don't get jumpy, but I think they were so – irritated about hearing all the crap that was getting thrown around that week about the you haven't won twice in the dome two years yada 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 they were so spun tight that they wanted to kill somebody and so they were a little bit off at the start um but when you don't when the only points you allow are a 50 yard field goal like it's not not a not a not a chip shot not even 40 the closest they got was they're able to hit a 50 yard field goal. So they got the ball to the 33 yard line. Well, yeah, That's sure their they didn't, best. They didn't even day. enter the red zone. Yeah. Which is insane. The, I think they, yeah, not officially. Yeah. They got close, but then they had the penalty. So, mm-hmm. and I think the offense has so many weapons. It gets overlooked a bit. How good this defense is. Hundred percent. I, I don't know about you, Matt, because you know you have more of a Matt. You you do a really good job with the national um, aspect of things and everything like that. But the defense is honestly might be better than the offense. When you look at holding Montana State to sixteen points, like everybody's losing their minds about wow, the defense for Idaho did really well. They held them to twenty some, like held them to sixteen and allowed them to score a touchdown once. And that was their worst game of the year. I, I I don't know. This defense is insane. It's honestly bonkers to watch South Dakota State in every aspect of the game. It's bonkers what's on paper and then to actually see it play out. Um, it's not crazy from a North Dakota State standpoint just because we've seen it so many right. times. And I've comped this team to the 2013-2018 seasons. And a lot of people knock on me and they go, what about 2019? We went 16-0, but... I wasn't confident in 2019 NDSU to run the table the way I saw 23 seniors in 2013 and the big senior class of Easton stick in 2018. And it's like watching SDSU out there on the field. Um, I know you guys just don't want to hear comps of NDSU, but it really is like watching that. Uh, I have to get this in now because it's on my mind. And if I don't say in this episode, I'm going to kill myself. The sexiest thing that I've ever seen on planet earth was Mark Gronowski going off to the left side on a run play and blocking that linebacker into the end like zone. Like a legit block. And then out getting the right, back of the end zone. Right into his grill, defending his guy. And I was like, God damn, I, this is the nicest. Jeez. Ah. It was it was absolutely beautiful. I feel like um, my wife doesn't watch these, does she? 
No, no. <laughs> she, I, I, I restrict her from the South Dakota State stuff. No. Shout out to Allison. She's at home with the three kiddos right now. She's got her own battles going on. Um, I feel like but, if there was a Mark Gronowski fan club, you'd be the president of it. Well, <laughs> like, he's just – Easton Sticks, my favorite player of NDSU history, born and raised by my dad from a farmhouse grad from 1989. And just, you know, that that moxie, that that teamwork, that leadership, but also the uh, like this undervalued play at every single level, level, whether it's run or pass. But beyond that, sticking to the USD stuff, yeah, you guys, from what I've seen in the last few weeks, number one from PFF on offense and defense in the entire FCS. I mean, that's just bonkers. So when you guys are saying, like, well, I think the defense might be better than the offense, you actually have a very tough decision to make there because if you're statistically number one in both category, uh, I don't really know how you're supposed to pick which one is better. Uh, the other thing that I've seen with SDSU is, honestly, I'm just – I have a question for you guys here. It looked like USD is exactly what we should expect out of SDSU every single week. And was it the mental motivation of like them not giving up a touchdown since that Hail Mary play? Is that what got them up for this game? And are there other games this season you've seen where you're just like, it just seems we're not up for the game. And that's the only reason we're not blowing the doors off of somebody. I mean, that's, that's the outsider looking in perspective. Is that, is that what we're seeing from this team? Because it looked like with USD, they wanted blood in the water. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say uh-huh. that there was some extra motivation for this game. Um, just from, I mean, the USD fans and, and players too, I'm sure were riding pretty high and muddy. Um, and they, you know, they thought, oh, geez, you know, we're on SDSU level now. And, you know, us as fans and our, I'm sure our players were thinking, you're not though. Like, and I think they wanted to go show them that, that like, yeah, you, you, you think you're on our level, but you're not quite there. Um, and, you know, if you're talking about games like, you know, SIU or something like that, number one, SIU, I think is a really good team. I think they're better than USD. For sure. Um, Agreed. But, uh, you know, I think that this team is that good where they, I think they know that they can win even without, you know, the, like having the motivation that they did for this one. Um, and so, you know, and, and I think we, we rotate guys in a lot just to uh, keep guys fresh. And so, you know, I, yeah, we're not necessarily blowing the doors off of everybody, but I mean, they're, they're usually convincing wins, even if, you know, the box score might not look that way at the end, but um, if you, if you watch the whole game, it's like, well, it was never in doubt. So um yeah, I think, but obviously, yeah, to your point, it, there was definitely some extra motivation in this one. Yeah. I mean, total total offense is number nine in the nation. Total defense, number one. That's a, a deadly combination for any squad out there. And USD, uh, they just didn't look like they belonged on the same field. I'm not sure how many teams are going to look that way versus SDSU this year. It was bonkers. I think part of it is USD's ranking was a little hollow. Like you yep. couldn't you couldn't argue with them being where they were based off of their resume and everything, but they kind of got catapulted up before NDS, the UND game for NDSU where it went and, and back then NDSU had beaten central Arkansas, who at the time was looking really good and ranked and Eastern Washington had just started getting ranked. So then they beat NDSU and NDSU had destroyed those teams. So everybody jumped them up and then NDSU stumbles and then, they stayed up because you can't drop, you can't drop them because, well, this, te- you know, 
their big their their signature win dropped so we're going to drop them you can't do that so they stay up and it felt a little hollow you watching the Missouri State the Murray State game it wasn't that Murray State was completely inept and got blown out they just didn't finish drives um Indiana State felt the same way um so I think that was a little bit of it too but to your point it's really hard and you know this more than anybody being an NDSU fan it is really hard to be that up for every game of the season it just is it i mean i think the montana state game i don't think that was a intensity thing as much as it was just like the ndsu teams of of legend and lore it you needed to catch them early before that all line started to gel and the defense really started to click and i think that was a little bit of the montana state game the o-line just didn't look quite right yet they didn't look right against Western Oregon. They weren't really – they bulldozed the the defensive lines of the of good FCS teams better than they bull, bulldozed Western Oregon's. And it's not because Western Oregon would be a top-10 team. Unlike Montana fans, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> they just weren't gelling, you know, at that time. And then, you know, Southern Illinois, they had a really good defense. And, yes, I think it was a little bit of an off day offensively for the Jacks for sure. And a lot of that was caused by Southern Illinois, but I don't think that I think SDSU was peaking a little bit on that one. To be honest, the the game that scares me the most is Youngstown State because of the emotional toll of USD huge emotion up game, NDSU really huge emotion up game. And now you're making the longest road trip in the valley to a dangerous team. And that game makes me nervous. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, before we move on from that extra motivation point, Matt, I was going to ask you, um, as far as going back a couple of weeks, uh, NDSU when they played UND, uh, like obviously for you, for NDSU, that's a game where I mean you're going to have some extra motivation. You don't want them to get that trophy back. Um, and then you go up there and that happens. Um, and I think, you know, before that, it was like, well, USD caught him in the dome. And, you know, we said, well, if they had an extra quarter, they would have won that game. But I think after that UND game, it's like, oh, boy, like is NDSU, where's NDSU at? Um, and so what are your thoughts on that in terms of, you know, how their performance was in that game? And what do you think went wrong there? Yeah, I kind of had a spiel on that uh, on the FCS Fans Nation podcast after that week. And that's where I officially declared the NDSU dynasty dead. Um, I've stood on a hill by myself in tailgate lots for the last five, six years that SDSU is not NDSU's biggest rival. UND just hasn't beat us yet. And when it happens, you're going to feel something in your gut and in your heart that's going to burn so hard. It's not even going to be comparison to SDSU beating you, uh, even in Frisco. And is that, UND, oh, go ahead, Chad. I was just going to say, is that because we beat you multiple times? So you've just gotten used to it or? I just think. Like there guy's is nice a, enough to come on here. I think there's a <laughs> Chad, I think there's 15% respect from NDSU fans towards SDSU, but true diehard yeah. NDSU fans, I think there's zero percent towards UND, like absolutely none, like not one percent. And UND loss was the first time that I saw former players, and I, I'm not gonna name them all on the podcast, on Twitter and media members bringing up change to NDSU in terms of coaching staff, culture, athletic stuff. 
like former players through through SDSU kicking our can in Frisco to you guys beating us in Dakota marker games to down years in COVID season. We never saw that. But it was like once it happened against UND, like that's the team you don't lose, the hockey school that's 59 miles away that you just don't lose to. It flipped. And I said, people always said, well, the portal, the portal, the portal, the portal. Everybody dealt with the portal. And I think what UND's, to get to your question, Ben, what UND really exposed is the fact that all of Clyman's guys really are off the ship. Like what the portal, what NDSU lost with the portal was all of Clyman's guys who took a dynasty and shot it into the stratosphere. And the reality is, is that Ence's guys have backfilled it. And the development in Ence's guys are not showing the same caliber of what we were used to with NDSU. And I kind of would be interested to your guys' points on this, but I really feel like NDSU, SDSU are in a flip-flop situation almost of those jackrabbit teams that we would scratch our head at where we'd be like, they lost to USD? Well, they were supposed to get a seed and they lost that game? Well, where did the defense and tackling go? They were playing so well for two weeks. So it's it's kind of interesting. I think it's flip-flopped a little bit, and I'm sure we'll get more into that. But, yeah, to your point, Ben, um, that UND loss was finally the Bison fans going, oh, okay, now we're not as good as we thought we were. That was a real eye-opener for a lot of people, and it was bad. The they they did not show up that game at all in any aspect. It was really embarrassing, to be honest. So, so I, I'm not telling you how to feel, and I'm not telling you to think <laughs> SDSU is your biggest rival. I I'm going to put it this way: this is the way I've thought about it for a long time because we lost to our in-state team first, um, so we've been through it, and then we've been through it in the most excruciating way possible. So I know what that feels like, and the way I've always put it is. <clears throat> It feels better to beat NDSU than it feels to beat USD. That's a better feeling. It hurts more to lose to USD than it does to NDSU. And I had this conversation, and I think people took it a little bit out of what I was trying to say, but it's because USD and then UND partially, this is partially, have not been even close to the programs that mm -hmm. what our corresponding state school has been to. So if you lose, if we lose the NDSU, it's not burn the program down because you just lost in for the last decade, you just lost to the national champions. Like you can't, nobody with the brain cells is going to be like, well, burn the program down. We lost to the 10 time national champions. Like that's stupid, but you lose the USD or UND who have never won a playoff game or won a playoff game. It's like, there's, we have problems. What is going on? Uh, and it's embarrassing. And honestly, it's embarrassing. You feel embarrassed. Um, and I think that's the way I look at it. I don't know if it's a question of true rival or bigger rival or for me personally, if it's just that is the distinction between the two of them for myself. And I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, I think moving forward i mean it's easy i see where nine out of my 10 bison fans say it's all sdsu it's because it is the respect thing i think it's just that's the team that you guys are the new james madison you're the new georgia southern you're the new whoever for ndsu but you're the new sam houston hey we get through them we can go win a national title that's how bison fans are feeling now maybe not so much anymore maybe that's montana state or some of these others 
but that's really you guys are at that level in Fargo now. I mean, it felt that way last year where before that, honestly, in 2019, 2018, I hate to say it to you, Jack fans, I didn't really think about you in the stands. Every single thing I saw, every play, I thought to myself, how would that work against James Madison? That's all I thought about. And now everybody is only thinking about the Jacks. Um, and it is a little bit, uh, Brennan, you make a good point. Like, think about it, NDSU, SDSU prior to 2005. I mean, in a relevant thing that basically didn't even exist. Sure, you could go on Wikipedia and see all the flip-flopping between blue and green, but who cares, right? I mean, it developed when you guys, we were undefeated and went into Brookings and were about to finish off an 11-0 season. And mm -hmm. uh, one interception, oh, it still hurts. Um, but you know, that right there shot off that marker game and the rest is history. So I, I don't know, I guess people can have different opinions on it. It's hard for me to erase everything I know from the eighties to the nineties and everything else. And I'm not old enough to remember those times, but I watched a lot of VHS tapes and, uh, it's hard for me to not discount UND as the, the biggest rivalry. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I think, I, I think we, we have. I see it as two rivalries. I see it as a hate, hate rivalry and then a competitive or competition rivalry. Right. Like, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, well that's yeah. And so I think you can have both. Um, but, and I guess well, as far as the biggest, I don't know if it's even worth uh, deciding which one's the biggest, but that's just chasing your tail. And the other thing I've always told NDSU fans, cause they're like, God, why? Because SDSU fans got chippy and shitty first. I'll be honest with that. But I've always looked at NDSU fans. I said, you lose to us four times in the playoffs. And then come and talk to me about your feelings. It hasn't been, it hasn't been four times? We're <laughs> no, there. not the playoffs. We're almost there. <laughs> so, oh, uh, but anyways, that's, that's, not the, that's not the point of tonight. Um, you did bring up a good point that I was thinking about as well. This does feel like a role reversal because I was driving back from Fargo today. I had to run up, drop off part, and then sprint back down to South Dakota. So that was a fun day. Um, <clears throat> but that's a full day um, of driving. And then I did work in Brookings, so it was a day. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, you know, Matt's going to come on here, and we all listen to your to to the big show. We all oh, listen to the so title, funny. the flagship show of 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 FN, as I call the <laughs> FFN. FFN. Oh, I'm stealing that. I've seen Nation. That's good. Call it Effin. Uh, well, if you listen to our podcast, week. I Effin show. <laughs> um, I, I've heard you talk, obviously, and I'm like, he's going to come on here, and he's going, "There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no no way." And, I'm, <laughs> and I was sitting there going, "I've been in that that seat enough on the opposite <laughs> side of this, where you're not supposed to win." but it's the marker and you do win. And I've, I grew up making that argument the other way in this rivalry of having to, well, this is why I think we can win when NDSU held all the cards you're trying to argue with and you're in a war against a tank and you're throwing pebbles and you better hit the perfect spot or you're going to be wrong. <laughs> um, and so I was thinking about that, and it was funny how I was like, "Yeah, this is this is very similar." There's definitely ways NDSU can win the game. There 100%. absolutely are ways. I mean, this yeah. this feels you talked about. You talked about role reversals. This feels like one of those years where NDSU had a great team, and SDSU had a pretty good team. 
and we would win the marker and it would kind of be it'd be a close game back and forth and then it would get to the playoffs and we'd see each other again and NDSU would flex their muscle and we would just get knocked out of the playoffs like I would not be surprised to see that happen honestly like I I mean you can look at the game and you can say well on paper obviously like SDSU's favored but NDSU how many times was NDSU favored when they lost the marker game probably almost every time um and so it it happens like it and you know it's i mean you know how difficult it is to go undefeated in a season i mean and and like you know when on those years where you had amazing teams you'd say yeah but we're probably going to drop a game like it's it's just so hard to go undefeated so um you know i think it's just we have to really i mean be on our game to make sure that we don't don't stumble and and like like Brandon talked about, you know, after, and, you know, we talked about the motivation that we had for this USD game, they got to get up again, because if they don't, NDSU will come punch us in the mouth. I mean, they're, they're still as down as they are compared to what they normally are. They're still a good team and they still got some stuff going on. And so, and, and I think, you know, they've had issues, but I think as the season goes on, teams get better. And so I can see NDSU fixing some stuff and uh, being ready for the Jacks. It's gonna yeah. be an, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. The thing with this is, and it might kind of blow your guys' minds a little bit. Um, you know, the fourth and one run by Cofield in 2019. Unless oh. I'm wrong on this, Easton Stick never won in Brookings, and you have to go back to Carson Wentz in 2014, I believe, mm-hmm. for when NDSU beat SDSU in Brookings. Besides that fourth and one run which you guys took on a quarterback injury in that game. And let's be honest, it was looking pretty good for you in the first quarter until you had to go to a backup who wasn't playing playing good ball. My thing with this is, okay, everything on paper. First off, NDSU, they're going, in my opinion, they're going to go up against a really good defense. But this NDSU offense really hasn't been getting enough credit for how good it is because all NDSU fans have done is rip on Cam Miller nonstop for the last couple of years, myself included. And he's taken a huge jump up. Zach Mathis, Raja Nelson at wideout. We've got some skill players there. Raja looks uh-huh. like a linebacker running outside there. Uh, we have some underused running backs, I would say. Uh, but the TK Marshalls and even our backup uh, quarterback, Cole Payton, uh, these are quality ball players on that side of the ball. The lines are not getting the push that we're used to in the past. Uh, Will Mozart was just announced out on the defensive side. He's out for the year this year. So, that's another big ding to the defense. But here's the thing, guys. Uh, just like you said, Ben, like you said, talked about the paper. Take it all off. Last year was the year where I remember sitting at B-dubs with you, Jets, and I said it. SDSU is about to come in. They're going to whoop us by, like, I think I picked them by 14 or 17 points. I just – that was my mentality that. last year. And what NDSU did in that first half was unbelievable. I was just like, this is unreal. Like – this is the game plan we've been waiting for. We're going to beat them here today. And boy, this, this is going to be the 2022 Bison team that everybody predicted to be this good. And I do not know. I, I didn't trust kind of Matt Ince's coaching staff for mental preparation against SDSU before last year's game. I do. I think that was the ultimate mental breaker. I don't know how they can come back mentally to get up to go to Brookings and be this good of an SDSU team after what happened in 2022. 
I mean, seriously, that giving up that halftime lead was the most crushing thing. I think it drove them nuts the rest of the season. That was that was a type of game where for the first time I thought NDSU couldn't just take it one week at a time. I think that stuck in their heads all year. They had had more injuries. They got they lost more guys to the portal, and we saw what happened in Frisco. I am not convinced that this team is going to have the mental fortitude to go down into Brookings and come away from a victory against what twenty nine seniors for SDSU. Um, it is just, and it should be pretty obvious from your guys' standpoint as SDSU fans. Have you seen much of NDSU fans on Twitter? Have you seen much on the Facebook really pages? Quiet. It is dead quiet. It was pretty quiet before Frisco last year. So yeah, it um, was. This one would be this would be this would be one of the biggest upsets I would say in between the two schools, even on years where NDSU's only lost was to SDSU. Like I think this would be a massive upset, and I don't even care what the Vegas line is. That would be it'd be pretty surprising to me. So to make to go off of your point, Ben, I think it's the mental thing that NDSU is going to have to overcome. I'm not so convinced that it's going to be possible. I just I just don't know. Mark G and the crew are gonna give this one away. So yeah, well, and I go ahead, Brennan. I was gonna say I think they're they're gonna be the most motivated team in the world to start the game. But I and I don't disagree with you. If if SDSU jumps on them and gets lead or gets a lead at halftime, then I think they'll wear out and eventually mentally it'll be a problem. I don't think it's gonna be a problem at the jump. Oh, he's just gone. Oh, that's what he's doing. Um, so Jeez, I, I said the season, your I said the season was over for everybody, and Ben's just like, "Yeah, that's good for me. I agree." Right, I'm out. I'm out. Hey, he's like, ben, not what I needed. Matt had five costumes on during just because Matt had a bunch of costumes during the big show doesn't mean you've got to go change. <laughs> um, but I can't imagine. I, I'm sure, and I listened to the. To 1660 up there, the the mouthpiece for the university and all that jazz, <laughs> and um, they were like nobody gives them a chance to win. There was a there's a threat on Bisonville to forfeit the game. <laughs> Bisonville, oh gosh, part of me, which is which <laughs> I know it's Bisonville, but I bet you that made it to the team. Like I texted, like we want to be honest, but we don't want to be like billboard material or anything for anybody on this show and have you have them say, well, these guys said something and we got all wound up. Like we don't want to be those guys. I don't think there's anything I could do on this show that would motivate this NDSU team more than what their own fans are saying about them. I, I don't think it's possible. That's true. And um, I doubt NDSU fans are, or NDSU players are thinking about this, but this is something NDSU fans are talking about. You guys are going to love this. They are talking a lot about Easton Stick's record for wins in the FCS with Mark Ronowski. I mean, they're talking about if you guys run the table, ah, oh, crap. Now they're going to they're gonna claim that they're as good as 2013, but they're not, which I don't think you guys are. Sorry. But uh, that we could argue that maybe in February. That being said, it's like those are the things Fargo fans are thinking about. And maybe, just maybe, there would be nothing better than I mean, if NDSU takes the rock here, you know, the are they as good as 2013, 2018? That certainly dies. You know, that's out the, out the table because you got to run the table. And um, maybe that puts a ding on 
uh, Mark Ronowski's record before he wins 60 games and graduates after six or seven years. I don't know what the COVID rules are, but <laughs> the uh, those are some of the things Fargo fans are talking about. Now it's it's becoming big picture because the small picture is getting pretty ugly. So those are the things I'm hearing around the tailgates, if you will. But I'm curious about you guys with SDSU fans because you guys are always nervous for some reason, or maybe you're just pretending on Twitter for me. No, uh, it's it's no. a real thing. I still the nerve. So I guess I'm curious, what is your biggest fear about NDSU against your team? Your team being so elite. What did the bison bring to the table that you actually fear? Because I wouldn't see a lot if I were in your guys' shoes. Uh, the quarterback. The silence, says, the silence says it all. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to step on toes again. I keep doing it all the time. I yelled at by I, my wife after the show. Yeah, so. yeah, we're trying not to talk over each other. I have, I, I will be honest, I have more things that I'm confident about in this game than I do that I'm worried about. Um, and so I think the biggest worry is just that NDSU is going to come in super motivated and give us their best shot. I mean, and as the, the top dog, you're going to get that from every team. But um, I think that my, my biggest worry is that NDSU is going to come in and play their best game they have this year. And and I think if they do that, then they do have a chance to beat SDSU. And that if if we don't necessarily play our best game, so that's that's my biggest worry. I think is just that the motivation factor and and the fact that there's a chance that they could come in and play really well. But I have other things that I'll say later that uh, give me confidence that that's not going to happen. But <laughs> my, well, it is it is my, crazy to see the gap between you guys and the rest, because when you go NDSU down the line, and I'm a big fan of the, I love the overall statistics of the whole FCS. And I mean, you just look at total offense of NDSU and it's number six in the country, and it's still a top 20 defense. It's number 19 in the country. The rush defense is top 25. So when you look at all, just those three statistics, and you can find more which favor NDSU as a really good FCS team, plus the lore of NDSU, and still nobody on planet Earth is remotely picking them this game. I think that just really speaks to to where SDSU is this year. It's it's pretty pretty bonkers. It is a rivalry. It does. It also speaks a little bit, I think, statistically, if we're looking at overall statistics. I think it does speak a little bit to the new unbalance of conference scheduling in the Valley, where, and and I've complained about this because I I bitch and moan a lot, Um, but (laughs) SDSU's got the conference schedule sliders on hard mode which happens in the big sky all the time. It happened to Montana State this year, except it's worse. It's what we had last year where it's all on the road. And sorry, Ron, you guys just don't have what we had last year. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, you're still good. Um, I don't know. It's uh, that That's a little bit. I'm nervous about if NDSU gets their offense cooking. Because even the USD game, like, take the UND game out of it. It's a rivalry game weird shit happens. They house the opening kickoff. Like that's not a normal game. Okay. Um, the USD game, they were asleep. I hundred and you can tell a team's asleep when they do stupid shit, like thinking that they fair caught the kickoff at the one yard line and start walking and go, Oh no, the whistle didn't blow and try. Like that's not a locked in team. They were not locked in for USD. That's my other part of USD being a little bit hollow. You can tell, and DSU was not locked in. Um, I think their problem right now is they have embraced we're going to grind you and play from the lead so much 
that now you added even more than they used to. And now you add in the running clock and they're even worse at coming from behind. So some of these games, like the USD game, honestly, they ran out of time. They really did. I mean, statistically, had more yards, first downs, everything. Lost the game, ran out of time. That's reality. Um, so my concern is SDSU gets off to a start like they had against Southern Illinois and USD in back-to-back weeks now. NDSU gets a touchdown or two or gets 10 points and then does what happened at Youngstown State. I know my boy YSU fans on here is watching is going to love this. He loves it when we bring this game up, but it was like Youngstown 2016 where the offense just never got the ball. And it's not that I'm scared of the NDSU defense, but I do respect their offense enough where you can make it very difficult to get off the field. And if you get a couple drives right away where you score a touchdown, Cam Miller definitely throws the ball well enough that if the run game starts and you get a couple drives, he can gash you. So that's my concern. You know what NDSU really needs to do to win this game is the time of possession, like you just said, the ball control has to be there for them. They can't yep. they can't let SDSU's offense have a bunch of shots. Um, and what I really think that NDSU needs to do is get consistent first downs and try not to substitute. Uh, if you let our defensive line rotate like they do, and even our linebackers are rotating a bunch, they're just, you can't combat that because there's there's no drop-off when those, those fresh guys come in. And it's hard for an offense that's getting tired to play against these guys that are coming in with fresh legs. Um, and so I, I'm surprised we haven't seen it, honestly, with other teams doing a hurry up and not subbing and not giving us a chance to sub. Um, but if that's something that NDSU can do is have a sustained drive where you get to second or third down and then you get another first down, another first down, um, and you can sub as little as possible and keep eating clock. Uh, I think that I think is the key to success for NDSU, in my opinion. And I, Ben, that's a great point. And again, role re- because I said the same thing about SDSU when we played them four, five, six years ago. But the reality is, is you guys are built just like those old Bison teams. You're so deep. You rotate the lines in. And I always said how SDSU beat NDSU, even in the years where we won the titles, was I called it quick controlled ball. It was like you guys would come out there. You'd get up on the line to run your play quicker than normal, but not super fast. And that play would go for four yards or five yards just to move the chains enough, like a nice little slant play pop. And then you get it off quick enough to where there wasn't the substitution and you hand the ball off three and a half yards pop, but it wasn't this up-tempo Eastern Washington stuff. And it wasn't this hold the ball, triple option crap. It was this perfect balanced flow that made NDSU sit back on their heels. And you guys were able to execute off offensively. NDSU is going to have to do that. And if they, keep Cole Payton out of the game and they let Cam Miller actually cook and let him go and let it flow. Maybe they've got a shot. I'm not convinced Tyler roll. Yeah. Seth Meyer here says roll reversal. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. So we'll have to see what they come out with, but maybe they pull off first half in the Fargo dome last year and then they stick to it. We'll see. I was going to mention, I saw, I obviously somebody asked about um, coaches on the hot seat earlier, which I want your take on that. Um, if you are looking for a new offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Ferentz, I guess, is done at Iowa. And yeah. so, you know, you guys can go ahead and hire him. 
and uh <laughs> i'd like to see that uh, yeah we're um it's funny you said it's like you lose to your rival you're not just gonna demand everyone to burn the thing down and start all over well i mean fargo it's kind of that's kind of where it's at right now so it's uh it's interesting times up here in the shopping mall of wonder up in fargo <laughs> well honestly i think you guys and i hope jack's fans that are listening to us here despite matt's mind trickery here that got us saying why ndsu could win this game on our own podcast and talking <laughs> uh-huh. about uh-huh. well done sir that is almost as well played as when you wore the sdsu shirt you are a wizard however beyond like i hope also sdsu fans appreciate what we have going right now and appreciate that it doesn't last forever i do think a little bit ndsu fans are learning they haven't accepted quite yet that it's not necessarily the FCS was bad. You were that good. I don't think the FCS is bad right now. I honestly think the FCS is probably better than it's been for a while when you've got three legitimate teams that if you don't have a super super team like this with 30 seniors that won the Natty before, if SCSU doesn't exist, you have four, arguably up to five teams that wouldn't be insane to say could win the national title. And that hasn't been a thing for a long time. But I think a little bit NDSU fans, number one, would you learn to be the plucky underdog and fight back a little bit here? This isn't nearly <laughs> as fun. It's it's fun when you're the big boys and we get to fight and punch up because then you're punching back down and we get to have mm. the thing. But when you're just laying here taking it, it's just no fun at all. You know, you know, a boxer, like... a boxer waits in the corner. Something he waits a few rounds, and he'll get his little pops in. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, not a lot of KOs. You know, undefeated, right. kind of in the back. I, I yep. came on this podcast famously back in the day, famously amongst South Dakota, North Dakota, and I said, "You're going to win, and then we're going to get a NDSU will get a better playoff seed, and they're going to go further in the playoffs." And they won the title. Yeah. That was a pretty flawless prediction. So I'm, I'm going to make you feel good here. I am very interested to see what happens in 2024. I need to see SDSU reload. I need to physically see it to really take that final, you guys take that final KO. Not that that's going to make NDSU better. They have their own issues. But will SDSU next year, and it's not what you guys are focused on at all, I am so intrigued to see, because I see the depth chart. Senior, 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 this position. Senior, senior, Mm -hmm. senior, 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 senior. Mark Ronowski. Ah, Northwestern looks like a cool school. You never know what can happen. You know? Hey, so stop it. There's there's plenty, plenty of things, plenty of things that can occur. You never know. I'm just interested to see what 2024 light looks like for the Jacks for the rest of the FCS. I do think you're far and beyond this year, but um I am very intrigued about the FCS as a whole in 2024. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. If you wanted a little bit of smack talk, there you go. I will say this, you guys, it's going to be really not fun on social media for you if uh, SDSU drops this game. Because oh, you can, I know. You can, you, you'll say what NSU no. fans say. You'll say, we lost the battle. Frisco's the war. Hey, it's all right. about the natty. Don't exactly. worry about it. <laughs> but if, it doesn't if I see one per, and I'm going to see it, if somebody goes, 
we don't play for rocks. We play for rings. And you've got an SDSU badge. You better not have your actual name on it because I will find you and shove that rock up your ass because that shit matters, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) But I will tell you this, Matt. I'll tell you this. If it's this year or it ends up being two years or three years from now, you get that rock back. What a feeling. Let me tell you. It will be your most satisfying marker game ever. That 2016 oh. game, I almost teared up. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I, I mean, if NDSU wins this one, I, I already, am, I got a tweet prepped. I think, I think I'll go with something like, like <laughs> it's a scheduled tweet. SDSU, SDSU fans forever <laughs> have claimed that this game does not matter because they're only focused on titles. But you know, this one stings. You know, I'll throw a little <laughs> role reversal in there, just a, just a little nice. bit. Oh yeah. It'll hurt nice. like so much. It'll oh god, I know. But what's crazy about SDSU to give you one more compliment? Um, I, I've got a bunch more. Is I think you guys have the most ranked wins right now, whether it's the current top twenty-five or the former. NDSU has zero, whether it's the top ranked at the time or the current poll, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, SDSU is literally. They're just they're just so far beyond it. I just lost my thought. You guys are really good this year. That's all I know. So. <laughs> hey Matt, you know we were talking about our seniors, and the one thing that we keep talking about, at least in our group, is a little bit. It keeps coming up, and mostly, I guess Matt gets the credit for it. Is that we don't see a lot of your younger players playing, and and we're kind of confused as to why that is. And we do see a fair amount of our younger players, especially mm-hmm. at the skill positions, getting some time on the field. I don't know if you have any insights to that or how that might play into 24 because, you know, like you said, you're curious to see how we reload. Yeah, I think that is where I've called the – and I I saw a few comments already here about that once I made that comment about the Jacks worries, but that comment was not about NDSU. That's where I come to the table and I say I do think that NDSU dynasty is over. I think they're going to need some classes to get back to go compete for a national title down in Frisco because the guys that are seniors on the depth chart right now for NSU, there's a lot of them. They had to instantly jump in when these climbing guys were moving on. But that's not to say that would they have ever started over some of the the sophomores that moved out over these two stud sophomore corners we had last year that are now transfer portaled out that were brought in by climbing. Like would those guys be playing I don't think a lot of the starters you see right now that are veterans would be over some of the younger guys and the younger guys, are they developed enough under ENS's program to be able to take over from the seniors? That clearly is not true as well. So we don't have as strong of development. We don't have as much talent or depth as we had in the past. And you can see it uh, when Cole Winiski goes down, the whole defense looks worse. We lost our stud middle linebacker in game two, and the whole linebacking core suddenly couldn't tackle. That is not standard NDSU operating procedure in the last 10 to 12 years. So the depth just isn't there, and the backfill of the recruits isn't there. So um, when poking jabs at the SDSU in 2024, number one, I truly am intrigued to see how your guys' recruiting classes pan out. But that's not to say NDSU will just jump right back in and win natty titles. Not what I'm saying whatsoever. They're going to have to prove it to me in the developmental stage for us to see that. So, yeah, you brought up uh, a point. Well, I mean, uh, if you're if you're short on linebackers, maybe you can just 
bring Nick <laughs> DeLuca back and he can just. Yeah, I think we got some of these guys with eligibility years. I'm a cowboy. For I'm sure. a Cowboys fan. There's a backup quarterback there. We could bring him back. Use him as a wideout or something. Bring Trey in. Bring him back. <laughs> you brought up one of the points where I think that uh, where I don't think NDSU has a good chance to win this game, and it is tackling. I think mm-hmm. that our running game is so good, and our our offensive line is dominant enough that they'll make space for our guys to get into the second level. And when you got Isaiah Davis and Amar Johnson coming at you, you have to tackle well. And I will credit SIU tackled extremely well. That was and so key for them. Yes, and it and it kept him in the game. It, it kept us from having chunk plays. It made us punt the ball more than normal. Um, and I just don't – I haven't seen that from NDSU – um and saw that f- f- from an NDSU standpoint that would worry me a lot in terms of if you'd be able to tackle well enough to keep us uh, from getting first downs that's well said Ben and Joshua Hoffman just had that question bring one player back I'd say it's the it's that linebacker that we just don't have right now we had in the past you had Grant Olson who just sat in the middle you had Nick DeLuca I guess Jabril Cox was on the outside <laughs> but you could have counted him um, and then, of course, Jackson Hankey was the man yeah. just sitting yeah. there headhunting right in the middle. And we just don't have that column farm boy, hay bale throwing, just big neck rolled linebacker who just sits there and gets 13, 14 tackles a game. And uh, that's been really suspect in terms of stopping the run. And SDSU, boy, Amar Johnson and Isaiah Davis, this they have reminded me what elite running backs can do NDSU for too long. They've just said, well, just any running back can go behind that offensive line. Watching those two reminds me of what Bruce Anderson's were capable of. And that lightning and flash was capable of back in the day and Kobe Johnson's and um, just really, really, it sucks. It's not my team, but it's fun to see that talent beyond just getting three or four yards and mostly just getting tackled. So it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Yep. The other the other thing that I have confidence from an SDSU standpoint is just that I don't think that NDSU can come up with an offensive game plan to have enough success outside of what I mentioned earlier. But I think that they're too reliant on the QB run. And I think that we've shown against teams like Montana State that it just doesn't work against us. We have our D-lines are, are, are too good and, and stay too fresh. Our linebackers rally to the ball fast enough, and when we need it, our secondary can come in and tackle. So, um, unless something completely changes, I just I, I have a hard time seeing NDSU coming up with an offensive game plan to have a lot of success against SDSU's defense. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of um, the rules game plans overall. Uh, the reality is, is it, it's very scripted, and it looks it looks like it's well executed for about a quarter and a half, and then you have to go off script when you're a coordinator, the adjustments are made, the game is adjusted. And at that point we revert back to just being this weird running team that does a gap power on every third and four. But like for the first quarter, it looks really good. And then it disappears. So if you guys are like, what the heck NDSU, this offense, it is good crap. They're scoring, they're moving. Eh, Give it till about the third quarter. See what happens. So. Hey, Chad, can you pull up Ron's stupid comment first? Stupid comment, Ron. I love you, but this is a stupid comment. The <laughs> Jack should have played some FBS teams this year. There are 
four people on this podcast that are fans of teams that will promise you they would have played an FBS team if they could. Both in teams, fact, we had one pull out. It's it is not for lack of trying. Yeah, we tried to leg lock them in and they just jumped out. So that's a we don't need to go into that joke. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh speaking of which, uh, we should bring up our sponsors. We have skipped most of the things we do because Matt, you're just awesome. Um, but Matt, I have to ask, I have to ask you, um, have you ever had your curds burgled? Oh boy. <laughs> or have you uh, ever burgled curds? Or do you know what the Curder Burger is? Or do oh, you I, know what the Curder Burger or the Curd Burglar is? Is this Culver's? Culver's. This yes. is my, Culver's. Yes. My my cousin Jordan, um, we do Special Olympics with him every year. He's 19 now, just graduated. Culver's has been his favorite thing since the day he was six years old and could understand what Culver's was. And we go there every time. So oh, Culver's boy. is legitimately like the best restaurant on planet Earth. Love it. Um, I don't know all the specific terms, but... I, I believe you're talking about they, something with Culver's. L- love that place. They may be so. show specific. That might yeah. be a show specific thing. Well, they're a great sponsor. They're amazing. Yes, they're a great sponsor. They are. Brookings Watertown Culver's. Go get the Curder Burger. Maybe burgle your friend's curds. Maybe they'll burger, burgle your curds. Who knows? It depends who if they're if you can catch them and if they're looking. Steal your kids' Scoopy tokens, whatever it takes. And yes, it, it, your kids... If if they can't read, you can just take Scoopy tokens and they you tell them it's a receipt and they won't understand and get yourself something nice later on your way home from work. That's how that works. You guys have brought Pat McAfee energy to Culver's, and that's a compliment because he's a jackrabbit. <laughs> so I, the Pat McAfee's of Culver's. This is beautiful. That is, they should pay us more, probably. Probably not. <laughs> We're pro- probably tarnishing their image. Our last idea was to make a curd burglar mascot for Culver's <laughs> that kills the hamburglar from McDonald's, and it gets darker from there. So, well, there's a costume. Uh, Rebel wear it. He'll he'll rock right. in a Frisco. <laughs> Yes, we need to talk to Rep. We should uh, get a Dallas curd, about getting a curd burglar curd costume. burglar oh, concert geez. costume sponsored by Culver's, and then get him on TV. Right? Oh my God! You could this, have the stripes, and then the head could just be a cheese curd. This could probably happen. <laughs> yes, I want it to be something upsetting along the lines of gritty for the for the uh, flyers for Philadelphia Flyers, <laughs> or or right. maybe or maybe like the old Quiznos commercials. Those were a little mm. bit. Sure. The whitest kids I know <laughs> for the grape soda. I'm not saying the lines on here. You gotta. I, I'll send you. <laughs> you gotta I Google it. Weird answer things. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other the sponsor, kids, you know, grape soda. The other sponsor we have to thank is Cubbies. Uh, the best spot in Brookings to go watch Jack's games. Uh, go watch the coaches show. Um, they have great food, great beer. Um, thank you to Cubby Sports Bar and Grill in Brookings. Hey Ben, you know what else you can do at at uh, Cubby's? What can I do? You can also burgle curds and chislic. Yeah, they do have and curds and chislic. They have both. And while you're drinking beer. a beer, which and Fridays they have money. Fridays they have a, a triple shot for the price of a double. So that's not a hey. thing. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea though. But I'm all oh, I mean if you, if you're looking to make bad decisions, go to Cubbies. <laughs> They'll help you out. <laughs> It'll start uh, with good decisions la- <laughs> and then the rest is up to you, really. Lastly, after this weekend, uh it's a home game and we're playing NDSU. Uh we plan on scoring a bunch of touchdowns. 
you're likely going to be able to go to the uh, Jackrabbit Central and on Touchdown Tuesday, um, for every touchdown we have, it's an extra 5% off. And so hopefully we'll see a high score and you can get a bunch of percentage off at Jackrabbit Central, uh, your best spot for Jackrabbit uh, apparel and uh, gifts and whatever you need. Thank you to them. All right. Let's quickly, should we quickly recap the games from last week? Uh, yeah, people are, do people want to know? They can also listen to the the Epin podcast as well. But right. <laughs> we always go over it here as well. That's true. Uh, real quickly, uh, the, Tarleton beat UCA 25-23, covered the Tarleton. spread. Uh, Montana State lost to Idaho. That was a huge game. Huge game for huge win for Idaho. Idaho won 24 to 21. UND had to go to overtime to beat Indiana State, which I wasn't able to go what? back and watch that one. Did, did yeah, anybody watch over? That? I yes. saw some of it. Yeah, it was not good. They did not play well. It was not. And, um, and it yeah, was too. In. Indy State did play well. Like it wasn't, it, it was playing down the Indiana State's level, but also. Indiana State all year has had an issue where they just don't finish drives. If they'd have finished drives against South Dakota, they'd have won that game. Like they missed two field mm-hmm. goals against USD, and, and so they turned they converted some of those into touchdowns. Um, but also UND didn't do that. I mean, it's 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 not fun watching a team that beat you. It's become dog shit. Like, well, yeah, how does that yeah, feel as an right. SSU fan right. to see them just <laughs> we had to. Lay what it time in Brian Thompson. We, we should, know you're an NDSU we should be. Fan. I heard all of this. My dad taught me the ways, guys. This is the jet. This is generational turnover here. You know, uh, that's true. You when NDSU was know. dominating Division Two in the '80s and winning title after title after title, there are losses to UND spread throughout that sucker. That uh, UND got up for that one. Yeah, I always, but... I always got mad when people called that. This was SDSU Super Bowl. No, this is UND Super Bowl. Like that legitimate one D two title yeah. hockey school. This is that defines their season right there. That's I truly believe that's a real thing that they're they put it all in and they might win a playoff game now. But, Who knows? But to see them yeah, go right. after they beat NDSU to go lay an absolute egg against you and I, and then I have to go to overtime to beat Indiana State. I mean, yeah, it's their Super Bowl, but man like you start to question like are they even a good team like you know what i mean and like jamie, how do they play like that against us yeah i know and jamie said that jamie said uh he's not convinced you and he makes the playoffs the way the bubble's gonna look so <laughs> right we'll have to see yeah yeah all right outside of that we've got uh siu went and beat western illinois 63 to zero uh western illinois is an absolute dumpster fire uh, be fun if necessary. You, like you don't have to beat him by six. That's punitive. Is I know. What that is. That's punitive. That's, that's just what, mean. They what happened between them. the West and the South over there? Like <laughs> NDSU uh, went. Or, no, they. That was a home game, right? Yeah, they they beat Murray State at home, thirty-eight to six. Matt, any comments from that game? Were you there? Uh, I wasn't there. Nope. We were planning to it, and then uh, our Mike. Brother-in-law who pulls the rig in, all his kids got sick, and then my kids got sick, and the rest is history. But, no, it wasn't at the Murray State game, but pretty standard operating procedure for NDSU. Got up really quick, got up early, started 
ease him back, pull the starters. So nothing too special from it. So they've yeah. had two layup games before they come play us. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yep, that's not not so bad. <laughs> we don't know what that's like. It isn't. What's Somebody tweeted that about you guys. You guys, on this year's schedule, you avoid Western Illinois and mm-hmm. is it Murray in, State? Murray State, and Murray, yeah. And the teams you avoid and are Indiana. trash. I mean, yes. the three yeah. bottom feeders. Yeah, pretty Unreal. cool. Yeah, I've I've um, thrown a couple tantrums this year about the conference schedule. <laughs> hey, did you see the funnest fact about our schedule? What that every team? Well, you've seen it. We've talked about it. Matt, I had it up that, on the screen that, earlier. That every team we play until Missouri State in conference gets to play Indiana State, have a bye, Murray or Western Illinois before they played us, which is basically oh, a bye week for everybody. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's unreal. Well, it's just Iron really Sharp. weird. It, it's just weird. Iron sharpens well, iron, man. I would have appreciated if yeah. you didn't pull the starters so early in that game because you didn't cover the stupid spread by half a point. Um, I picked you to cover the spread, and you couldn't do it. Great um, teams yeah, win. The hook. The hook. Gotcha. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks, Matt. You got it. Good teams win. Great teams cover the spread. Yep, Exactly. And then uh, Youngstown State covered the spread against Missouri State. They won 44-28. to uh, UNI beat Illinois State 24-21. UNI has had a nice bounce back after losing to, to SDSU. Um, they're looking pretty good right now. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going. Um, and then obviously SDSU covered their spread, which we thought was all – we. a lot of people thought this spread was way too big. We ended up covering it by a bunch. We won 37 to three um, down in the Dakota dump. So outside of that, uh, let's quickly, Chad, do you have the 20, top 25? I sure do. Just let me pull it so, up here. Matt, while he's pulling that up, just out of curiosity, has Taco King told you why he's so mad at SDSU's kicker? Are you aware of his vendetta with Hunter Dustman? Who just <laughs> I... won player of the week. Boy, Brian and I, we've been DMing talking a lot this year. Uh, we do in Frisco, and we he has not let me in on this SDSU kicker thing. I'm just oh man, he's been on our game. pod every it's, week it's been, pointing out been, how much he hates our kicker. It's been since the Illinois State game, and Hunter missed two field goals. And let's oh, that's say right, he had a wager on that yep. game. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Dr. Nickel. I failed you. <laughs> uh, last thing to recap the picks, uh. We, Brendan and I, and the computer all went four and four. Um, so we're sitting uh, similar records we were last week, except for four more wins and four more losses. Um, top 25, we got SDSU, obviously, at number one, Idaho two, Montana three, Furman four, Montana State five. And then for Valley teams, you got SIU all the way up to number eight now. USD fell back to nine, NDSU up to number 11, UNI up to number 12. Um, and UND at 13 and Youngstown State at 15. Just a lot of Missouri Valley teams. We got seven in the top 15, which is bonkers. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Matt, you guys talked about, um, I think you had a taco bet on on the number of Missouri Valley teams that are going to make the playoffs. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird to see this many. I mean, we're used to seeing a lot of teams in the top 25, but seven in the top 15 is kind of nuts. 
Yeah, Kyler and Jamie, I think, went on the over for five and a half, I think, the week that we did it for playoff teams. They're they're very convinced the Valley's going to get six this year. A lot of things can affect that, and there's going to be a lot of cannibalization of each other over the next uh, last three weeks. But, boy, the Valley has a real shot to put a lot of teams into the field this year. So it could be a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. When's the last time there was two different positions with ties in it on the FCS fan on the F and poll? <laughs> Ooh, that'd be well, a Lawrence question, but I think it's been a while. Yeah, that the he said the results were really Lawrence, close this week. Come hmm. here. I got something to ask you. Get um, over here. Tell him we're here. You talked about, I guess, Chad, do you have the Missouri Valley standings by chance? Sure do. I'm just going to show those quick. Um, one of the fallout things for USD after this game is, you know, and I think we talked about it a little bit, was that they, you know, they had a chance to be the number one in the nation. However, they lose this game. I mentioned it earlier. They got Southern Illinois, UND coming up. Um, and then they're going to be fighting for their seventh win down in uh, Western Illinois, possibly, um, which is always a weird place to play, especially when it's late in the year. It could be snowing. Um, but they are sitting at still at number two, um, in the Valley UNI, like I said, they're back up to number three. Now they've had a good conference slate outside of playing SDSU. Um, and then you've got NDSU, SIU, UND and Youngstown state all at three and two. And then Illinois state, Missouri state at two and three, Mary state one and four, Indiana state, Western Illinois at zero and five. So. That rounds out the FCS and top twenty-five and Valley talk. Matt, I got I got a question for Matt since we yeah. were talking about the Big Boy Show and we've had Alex uh, commenting the whole time here, and you know it reminded me you guys have the versus simulator. Well, Alex made our own simulator that will actually shut down uh, what we assume is a two thousand twelve Gateway computer because it's oh. so strong. So. <laughs> Um, he's been doing that. Yeah, every it keeps week up with, with that 2012 internet he's got. <laughs> but uh, we love you, Alex. Um, but in all seriousness, he came up with an idea that I'm curious for your thoughts on. So I'm not going to give my thoughts on. Um, what if? Because the committee rate recently, we've been talking about playoff games and teams and who we think are going to make it. What if instead of the committee, they used a BCS formula with? the stats poll, the effing poll, because we make a real poll and the coaches should not be voting. And then a computer ranking or a conglomeration of computer rankings, computer, shut up. Don't my <laughs> Alexa's named that. Um, That's your no. fault. Um, so I'm curious how you, it is my fault. I forget. Um, so I'm curious, how would you feel about that? Since the committee's had like, let's be honest, legitimate, large scandalous things come out in the last let's say eight months from yep. when they last picked how would you feel about that especially if they go to seeding 16 teams i'm more inclined to entertain something like that because of just last year but i was a foot soldier um just pounding the table that the committee actually yep. does a really good job for years and i think when you look back on semifinal quarterfinals i mean everybody's going to get one or two wrong of who should have been or who shouldn't on a 24 team field. And everyone's going to get one seed that's way off. But when you look at like six of the eight seeds continuously throughout the years, they're pretty good picks. And when you look at the majority of the field of who's in, who's out, they're really good picks. But boy, last year was egregious in terms of like Weber State, UND, the hosting with the bidding, and Montana 
them being involved in terms of like who's on the committee and who's not. I am hopeful last year was an outlier where the committee went. We screwed the pooch and didn't stick to a good formula. So I'm not willing to go full computer BCS or that style yet. I think you guys who are involved with Craig Haley and the FCS Fan Station poll do an incredible job from a human standpoint of watching the games and keeping up. Um, so I'm not willing to punt into the AI quite yet because I'm hoping last year was an outlier because beyond last year, I really think the committee did a good job. So we'll, we'll hold yeah. pause for that. Yeah, for me, when it comes to the committee, it wasn't so much that they do a bad job regularly or anything, but some foundational things came out that really tarnished the reputation. I mean, re I mean, I've stood up for the committee before, not nearly as strongly as you and Kyler and Jamie have when rightfully so at the time, I'm not saying that that was wrong or you were bad or anything for it, but I felt bad about standing up for that after that stuff came out. Cause then you sit and go, well, how long has this been going on? That's true. I'll, I'll give you that for sure. And it was last year was bad. The things the the two or three things that came out was really tarnished the reputation. It's just going to make people think it more and more and more moving forward. So hopefully they have a, and it, I don't want to ramble onto this cause I know we're, we're far into the show, but this year will not be easy for them. It will be one of the hardest years to seed the field. Absolutely. It'll be, SDSU won by 7,000 miles, and then <laughs> good luck because Montana State, Montana, and Idaho are already setting you up for a, well, we should have been 2-3, who whatever, and then a one-loss Delaware, and then you're going to throw maybe NDSU in there, and then what about Incarnate Word with their one loss? I mean, you're just going to go down the line. Good luck to the committee this year. It will be interesting for you, Jack fans, because I think it will be the one seed to see who ends up in those slots on your side of the bracket. Yeah, we so got, go ahead, Renner. It, it boggles my mind that we've progressed to the point where people are talking shit to each other in the chat. That's all I was going to say. It's hilarious. <laughs> they were expecting it. So, it from us, and now they're mad. So they're like, we'll do it to each other. <laughs> so somebody was asking earlier um, about you just mentioned NDS with possible seed. Obviously, if you lose to SDSU, it doesn't hurt you a whole lot. Um, however, you still have SIU and UNI on your schedule. You got an SIU team that's looking, playing pretty good football, um, and a UI, UNI team that's playing better than they had been. Um, so I guess what you know, that the UNI one is at UNI too, which is tough. Um, you know, what's what's your kind of outlook on the rest of the season? Yeah, if NDSU, um, Loses to SDSU here. Obviously, that's the third loss. There, no, no team with three losses is getting a seed. So they're playing over Thanksgiving weekend. Um, beyond that, the SIU and UNI game to have a chance at the playoffs. It's crazy to say that about NDSU. They have to split that at a minimum, right? And I'd say splitting that. I think that win has to come against SIU. But losing right at the end against UNI is not going to be a good taste for the committee and their resume. At that point, you basically have a home win against SIU, who should be a playoff team as well, and is a one-ranked win good enough to get you in? Now, the committee will view it for ranked wins at the time, which may give them an advantage, uh, but boy, they will be, if they are 7-4, and four, NDSU will play on Thanksgiving weekend, and I predict they will be one of the last four in. 
And I think Predic, I don't think it's right, but I think their reputation will assist them there. Um, and if they end up with five losses, they are undoubtedly out of the field. There's just no way they're going to get into the playoffs. Um, but I believe their third loss is coming up here pretty soon. And then they have to split that you and I SIU. Otherwise, it's a lot of trouble. And uh, somebody poked uh, fun of me, one of the great Jackrabbit fans on Twitter, about like, oh, you won't play in your mall this year in December. I guess outlook-wise, you'd win in round one, you travel round two, and then if an upset happens, maybe you get a quarterfile final home game. And for as much as I've kind of da- dogged NDSU here, outside of SDSU maybe the and the Montana schools, I don't know if there's a lot of other people who will still want to play them, even if they're seven and four. I just don't think mm-hmm. if you're Furman or Delaware or anybody else, I still think they could, they could beat NDSU, but I don't think those fans are going to be like, yay, here come the Bison. So, <laughs> I so, think how they lose on Saturday might affect that too, right? If they do end up backing into the playoffs, you know, if they lose a really tight game, that makes them look better. If they lose like USD lost last weekend, well, then you know, they don't look as sharp. And despite how that USD final score was, if they get blown up by SDSU, that's three blowout losses. UND destroyed them, SDSU in this scenario destroys them, and that USD game got closer near the the end but it was not pretty for through three quarters and then you add another loss on top of that it's not like you're losing close so their reputation might be the only thing that saves them at that point what do you think the spread will be on this game oh i think vegas eight and a half maybe something like that if if i'm not big on the betting things i don't know if vegas does eight and a half lines but um i can see him going something like that and then just banking off sdsu People being like, oh, of course they'll cover. And uh, sports might be completely rigged all the way up to Vegas. Who knows? But they say, I cannot believe how close those lines actually get. But I think it will be a little bit over a touchdown favoring SDSU. So. FCS Reddit had us as 12, I think. So, Yeah, That's we've the seen. Only line I've seen. So Vegas has not been having low spreads for us. <laughs> and especially being a home game, I would not be surprised to see it closer to 14, honestly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. So here's a question for you, Matt. Say that scenario does happen where NDSU ends up with a home quarter final game. Does that desperation of that scenario bring the crowd back? I really don't think it does. <laughs> I just, I think I, I won't go too much into it, but I, I have stood on this hill quite a bit where I say the championship years are outliers because I went into a lot of dome games where subway footlongs got you a free ticket and a stop and go fill up at the gas station got you a free ticket. And 12,000 people in the dome was a really good crowd for Fargo. Granted, Fargo has grown, but I feel like we've returned to normalcy for the dome to get 12 to 13,000 people. And a lot of people just don't realize that because they have recency bias of the last decade. But I've watched bad NDSU football. I've watched low, uh, I've watched NDSU football in low, uh, not filled stadiums. And uh, I don't think it's enough to get people back into it. I also do think there's something about the elderly elderly folks not filling seats post-COVID. And my age range, think about it. If, if you guys were, and you guys are diehard fans, but think about the sophomores or juniors in college right now that were in Frisco last year. How passionate will they be about SDSU football till the day they die? And I was already a fan, but that was my age range in 2011. And now all of us are 33 to 36, and we have 
two, three kids running around the house. And I honestly think that has a lot to do with it besides the fact of fatigue and just natural wear and tear and prices. But I think those are two big factors people don't think about. I went down a rabbit hole there, but yeah, I no, don't no, think it'll no, bring no, the right. fans back. So. We've, we've talked about that with our fan base starting to show up. Obviously the national title, huge factor. Um, but there is a part of it as well where you look at, like they talk about Griffin Wildy, who you know is our stud freshman. He's going to be somebody opposing teams hate forever. Um, he grew up with jackrabbit gear in his in his bedroom, and not to say we haven't had players who did that before, but it's like it's students. It's it's the culture is finally being built. The culture that was never there for jackrabbit football is being built, and now. Like you said, we may not have been winning national titles, maybe, but we were still a good team. And you had student section growing and getting more into it. And now a lot of those people have graduated and are coming as well. And I think that's happening to a similar degree, different arc because it took longer and everything down in Brookings. And that's why you're seeing the the growth in crowds down here. Yeah, I, I, I've joked with Kyle and some of you other guys about the everyone has the 12 step program to becoming Bison fans. And um, I saw your guys just you hit step 11 here just a week ago, which was you were you were checking blue dots and green dots on your sellout pages. I was like, oh, we're almost there. Almost completed it. You guys were like only four more tickets. Look at the dots. I remember doing that six years ago. I'm like, they're almost there. 12 step program. Next year, their running back will get three yards, and they'll all tweet how terrible their offense is. So it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I've I've got a I've got a friend who's a a good friend of mine who's a big NDSU fan who he says, "Oh, they grew up so fast." And <laughs> I don't take that as an insult. That's funny. And for Not the record, all. for well people like Ron and stuff who are like, "Oh, look at the hate." Matt is too nice for us to just dog all show first off he's joining us from san antonio texas i'm not gonna do that i don't dog my friends that are is ben frozen or is that just your face i don't know can you guys he's you are frozen you can can hear me but my face is honestly i i said that i said that i said that's with the internet these days I said the thing about the dots and the 12 step. I was like, I thought it was a pretty good joke, but Ben is not taking this well at all. <laughs> I can't even. It's, it's all footage. Oh, just, just, just live with it. Just live with it. You are a puppet. Live with live Ben's with disappointed face. Everything um, you say, that's Ben's reaction. We um, need a slide of that that we I've can mastered. throw off when he's not happy. <laughs> I've mastered ventriloquism. <laughs> he's so good at it. His face doesn't even move. <laughs> Oh, and Blake, but, if you're being held yeah, against your will, I'm trying. Oh my God, uh, this uh, is so uh, stupid. <laughs> the more you do it, the funnier it gets, man. Just throw up the JI AI graphic instead. Yeah, there you go. That'll be better. Um, that oh is too God. good. Uh, what I what I was trying to say is, um, I I don't like I don't do that to my friends too much. Now if if Matt was like Chris Hansen, I would shit talk that guy all day long. Not because he's a bad person or anything like that, but God, he's someone I want to shit talk. Like I'll I'll shit talk that guy. There's plenty of NDSU fans that I will just talk shit to without a problem. But I always like to do it before the game. I don't like to do it after the game. Um, yeah, especially on Twitter because I feel like I'm talking hey. to you and my other friends. And I know you can take it, but I don't do that. Oh, Ben's not disappointed anymore. <laughs> 
I should have put his face full screen. That was a good call to that. Sorry. That would have been wise. I missed your comment. Didn't get there in time. Yeah. And Brennan, to bounce off that. Yeah. Same thing, man. There's, I mean, going down to Frisco is just, and now it's just a trip, no matter who's there for him. Uh, like Kyler, Jamie, Chris, all of us. And uh, we had a blast with you guys last year, the karaoke. Um, your wife oh was a God. blast hanging out with Brennan and just to get to know you guys more and uh, meet the Gronowski clan. And yeah, we just, you know, we intentionally want to go hang out with people that are going to make that experience better. Even Sam Herter, you know, he messages us every year. He's like, where are you guys going to be? I know that's where the, the big wide variety of fans is at. And yeah, it just makes it more fun when we do things like this. So always great. We, we've had plenty of times, uh, Chad and I, where it's gotten testy with uh, NDSU fans we don't know. That's happened more than No, more. come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're big yeah. targets. I think that's one why. one comment, and all of a sudden people are upset. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, brick doesn't burn, which is a shame. Like, I don't know, they didn't take that too well that one. And time. apparently, um, you can't chant the Sue Suck chant on the entry in the entry to the Fargo Dome. <laughs> I learned the hard way <laughs> when I was maybe intoxicated. You should that be is, able to. Chad is the captain of trying to do something nice. And like try to endear himself to people, but it comes <laughs> off the wrong way. Oh, like that I time, would... what four years ago at home? Yeah, I'll never forget it. These people, I was be- these, I these hat on fans are leaving. Cool. And oh yeah, that one too. I was yeah, I don't yeah. bring that one up. But like opposing fans are leaving, and Chad is. I know Chad's being genuine. He's like, "Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming." But what they were here was because he's, he's excited. We just won. I think it might have been an NDSU game, and he was trying to be. A nice host would be like, "Thanks for coming." Except those coming off as, "Thanks for coming, thanks for coming," and they were getting mad. And he's like, "Why are they so mad?" I'm like, "Chad, like it's the tone, it's it's the delivery's not great right now. You got to just let them go." Like, you watch drive safe. My deliveries are always a little off. <laughs> oh, it's too good. I do oh, like that you talks in the beginning, though, Brennan. Uh, that's that's the way to do it. You know, it's it's more fun. Yeah. Then you own it afterwards, just the way it goes. Right. Because I, being a Jax fan, I know how much that shit stings when you're when you're done. And I'm like, don't talk to me. If we lose this game, genuinely don't talk to me for three goddamn days. Like, <laughs> I might take a day off at work and be like, leave me alone or I'm going to burn your fucking hospital to ground. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't burn a hospital to ground. I'm saying that for legal purposes. But, like... I will be an ornery little princess. Cue the dark night walk away scene with the joke. I mean, <laughs> right. You know, my job is preventing fires in hospitals, right? Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> We've reached hard mode. <laughs> oh, no. All oh, right. where is Jim Poppin Before, when we need him? <laughs> yeah, we're about to that point. Before we go, Matt, one last. Uh, give us your prediction for the game. Yes. Oh, we almost forgot. That'd have been terrible. Yeah. We know what it's gonna be anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's Danny it's no it. mystery. I I do. Um, I'm the only person in the nation that believes one million percent SDSU is going 15 and 0. Felt it since January. You guys will win the national title. Go back to back. Um, and I I'll give NDSU a little bit more credit here. If the line's 12, um, I'll go a little bit under. I'll give the Jacks one of those classics Brooking wins where maybe NDSU catches up a little bit more near the end. So I'll go like 31 to 20. We'll go 11 
points for a Jackrabbit victory, uh, continuing on that 15-0. and 0. And the last thing I'll say before you guys' predictions, trademark this. If you haven't thought of it, I'll be shocked if you haven't heard of this. Buckle up. When you go back to back and you win it all, your T-shirt, you guys make these. Back and then the bunny ears, two. Two bunny ears and then Ooh. put back below it. Back, I do like bunny that. ears, back. Right there. I thought he was all yours. Brendan, I want no credit Brendan for it. Chad. Trademark like that it. sucker right now. Because some shields or somebody's gonna do it, but I want you guys to have it. You could sell a billion of them when it happens. I'd go print them right now. So back, rabbit <laughs> ears, back. There you go. So and I like uh, Corey, it. I do not have a Mark Gronowski picture. It's a full size poster. And Allison, <laughs> Allison loves it. So yeah. Well, he's a good looking guy. So. Don't make it. I'm not going to say that. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you, Matt, for coming on. Um, we appreciate you very much. And we'll always love having you here. For those that don't know, which I'm sure most of the people on here know, but go check out Matt and Kyler and Jamie on the FCS Fans Nation podcast. Um, they do an amazing job covering the whole FCS. Um, Matt does an amazing job hosting the whole thing um nobody else like him and uh he's he's good for the fcs and we we appreciate uh everything you do i know it's not easy and i know it takes a lot of time so thank you for that um appreciate that other than, i'm sorry to cut you, sorry to cut you off but no you're good i know you guys do an absolute ton for south dakota state and a ton for the fcs in general um and i see a lot of the back statistics of the youtube platforms that we're all building together and it is fun to see your guys's analytical growth of like the viewership and just all the data for you guys is just flying up and from those intros to everything and background chad which is the famous nickname to chocolate milk in the background and then <laughs> you're hosting it's uh, no mystery why it's happening and uh, no matter where sdsu is when we're playing each other in the mac or whatever the heck exists in 10 years if it ever goes that way uh, you guys will continue to be a staple of it so thank i really do appreciate you having me and finally i'll let you talk and probably on the show so i appreciate it awesome well thank you for that and uh other than that, anybody else have anything else brendan chad no i was just gonna say like i feel i feel like we're the light version of pat mcafee of my life's stupid how how did this happen when we have oh for sure people walk up at the pod at the oh, tail and be like oh, oh i listened to you or like man the uh, just crazy stuff it it just blow that the tailgate that we were able to put together it's i don't know how this happened we started with like 20 viewers and shout out to the ogs i had a really cool interaction with the emory family um shout out to them at the dome they sat in front of me and and, and put up with my shenanigans the whole whole game and talked with me it was yeah yeah you know it, it was fun they they seemed to enjoy it so i apologize but they didn't care. I'm sure, they enjoyed it a lot more after the first quarter was done. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I missed half the first quarter. Hey, anyway. hey, Thumper, for everybody. Thumper, as Ben uh, as Ben ends this thing, do you think we could replicate through the screen our viral reel from last year we did in the bar? If I go, I say, do this thing. Oh yeah, 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 think, yeah, yeah. So you you would have to use your other hand going across, and you'd have to knock it down. Oh, other way. Oh, that's right. You have to. Oh, it's backwards for some reason. It's backwards. Yep. Point the other way. It's backwards yep. on mine. On my yeah, it's backwards on every other way. There, there you yeah. go. Yep. And then you go up. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Oh yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. All right. We've jumped the shark on thanks, this. Episode. Thanks to all our fans. As always, go big, go blue, go Jacks. Go, go Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Colby Sports Bar and Grill. And as always, go Jacks.